0: welcome everybody welcome to wednesday's edition of murph's boston sports talk i am your host james murphy aka murph and thank you so much for joining me for wednesday's edition excuse me hump day's edition of murph's boston sports talk welcome to episode 20 big 2-0 we are one episode away from being legally able to drink lol jk i just want to kind of do just kind of go right into it because we actually do have quite a few quick hits, quick hits to kind of get into. And I kind of want to get into those before my main topic points for today. Uh, hopefully, real quick though, hopefully everyone was able to enjoy the beautiful weather we had today. I know I certainly was, kind of hence why this episode is dropping a little bit later than usual. Um, honestly, when it's 53, 54 degrees in the middle of February, I don't know about you, but I think any New Englander would kind of consider that summer. I saw a lot of iced coffees out there today. Uh, Anyways, let's just dive right into the quick hits. As we all know, uh, pro golfer Tiger Woods got into a uh, bad single car crash. His car rolled over the side of the road and needed the jaws of life to save him/slash get him out of his vehicle. Last I heard, he was in surgery getting his uh, multiple leg injuries uh, taken care of. Pretty sure he is out of surgery. I mean, it's been a it's been a day, so so I'm sure he is. Haven't heard about how he is doing in terms of recovery or, you know, any form of a timetable. However, whether it's golf for him or sport for any other athlete, you know, sports is completely a back thought. It is not even in the equation right now. We just have to make sure that his health and safety is okay and that he is going to be okay as he moves forward from this devastating um, incident. Right. Uh, As far as we know, like I said, it's a single car crash. Uh, He had surgery and multiple leg injuries, moderate to critical Injuries not life threatening at all, so it's not like he was in surgery in order to save his life. However, the injuries were moderate to critical. And I think this is very scary. This could happen to anybody. Hopefully, Tiger Woods, you know, prayers are gonna be with him and his family, but hopefully he will be a okay. Hopefully he can get out of this on um uh on the better on the better side of things, and hopefully he can make a speedy recovery would be nice to see him back on the golf course absolutely however like i said golf or any sport for any athlete in a similar fashion is a complete afterthought uh, moving on to russell wilson yes so we do have a little bit of quarterback news around the nfl there have been reports that one of three nfl teams are interested yes so the seattle seahawks haven't really made any kind of notion in trading him however russell wilson has kind of hinted The fact that he would wouldn't mind out of seattle so we have heard that one third of the nfl has reached out to seattle in regards to russell wilson uh so far from what we know in terms of these rumors is that the starting point the starting asking price for russell wilson is three first rounders uh according to some reports that is nuts russell wilson is i believe 30 uh, or at least going to be 30 let me just do a quick check on his age because depending he was 32 actually oh so i'm a little off he will be 33 in november so he's recently 32 however he he's been behind a bad seattle offensive line for the past um most of his career so he has been sacked numerous numerous times and that is one of the reasons why he kind of wants out of seattle is because he's just kind of sick of it uh he wants to be better protected so maybe get traded to a team with a good or better at least offensive line and yes again i do want to say one third of the nfl teams have looked into trading for russell wilson uh who could that possibly be well that could be just potentially anybody that needs a quarterback right now uh the patriots the panthers could be the texans even the dolphins the jets the uh the football team the oh that's my knuckles cracking the 49ers you could even see teams i mean, I guess the Colts are kind of off the board now but they could have reached out to him you could even see the Eagles still kind of reaching out so there are plenty of teams out there that could use a quarterback that may need a quarterback however if the starting price is three first rounders for a 32 year old top five quarterback don't get me wrong well worth it imagine what Deshaun Watson can get I think Deshaun Watson's asking price should be around that I think it should be more however Russell Wilson does have more intangibles to bring he is a Super Bowl winner he's been to two Super Bowls he numerous mvps i'm sorry not mvps uh, numerous pro bowl selections excuse me and yes he is on the wrong side of 30 however deshaun watson is also a top five quarterback he is much younger he is starting a fresh new contract and he hasn't proven anything except that he can throw the ball a lot to nobody Uh, very nice very uh, admirable however who would you rather have on your team moving forward in terms of this if you were to trade three first round picks would you rather trade them for russell wilson or would you rather trade him for deshaun watson me personally i'm going to take the age and the youth in deshaun watson because i think i can get much much more out of him than i can with russell wilson however any team that trades for russell wilson is going to get an absolute stud an absolute baller and it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out because if wilson does get traded before deshaun watson does then wow deshaun watson the the texans are going to either be in a good spot or in a really bad spot depending on how or what russell wilson gets traded for uh last thing i want to mention is stay tuned to the end of this episode because i do have a big announcement to make that you are not going to want to miss you're going to want to be a part of that and you are going to enjoy my big announcement at the end of this episode so stay tuned for that all right Uh, i do just recognize that i may have said russell westbrook once twice or many times instead of russell wilson so don't flame me for that because in the heat of the moment i just kind of think of russell who, you know they both start with w wilson westbrook not really the same but russell w i do apologize for that i meant russell wilson the quarterback throughout the entire time i'm sure you were able to figure that out but like i said please just don't flame me all right cool all right speaking of deshaun watson and trading For a quarterback uh, such as a caliber of himself, Deshaun Watson has approved trade to three teams—only three—in his contract, in his fresh new contract. Uh, He does have a trade, uh, no trade clause, and he has approved three teams. And in this whole situation, Deshaun Watson has all the power because if the Texans do decide to trade for him, and he want, and they come to an agreement with—I don't know—the The Jacksonville Jaguars, let's just call it that. Worst team in the league, uh, excellent draft capital for this year, having the first overall pick. However, Deshaun Watson doesn't like it. He can say no, and the deal is, boom, done. Uh, So he did approve three teams, and those three teams are the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Panthers. WTF, Deshaun Watson wants to go to the New York Jets. I don't know why you can't spell it out any more than the fact that the Jets suck they don't I just mentioned earlier that Russell Wilson wants to go to a different team for a better offensive line and the Texans offensive line is yeah they got Laramie Tunzel who's a you know excellent left tackle and I feel like having him protect your blind side would, would make me sleep at night if I was a top five quarterback in the league I don't know why he wants to go to the Jets i don't get it big market city yes you know you get a lot of clout there yes but you're not gonna go there to win you're gonna be in the same spot you are with the texans or worse that's just how it is and i I honestly don't understand why but i do understand the next two ones uh the next two teams and that is the uh, miami dolphins and the carolina panthers dolphins may be done with tua not absolutely sure yet i think you know it was a kind of a grooming kind of year where you kind of have to you know press out the wrinkles especially after his hip surgery that he did have over the offseason where he was recovering from that there was no wide receivers for him to throw to all those receivers were dinged up so i can't blame well um <laughs> i'm getting all my quarterbacks mixed mixed up to a tongue of viola for having a down season um being the first round pick fifth overall last year. I think you just kinda of have to kinda of give him another year or two instead of just, you know, closing the door on him. I understand that Deshaun Watson is on the line and a top five quarterback is potentially available and on the board. And no team would be foolish to admit that they'd rather have Deshaun Watson over Tua Tonga Viola. That makes complete sense. And I'm on board with that. However, you know, you have Tua on a rookie contract going into a second year. Uh he is a very talented quarterback and he has a lot of similar intangibles that Deshaun Watson have has. Maybe not the arm strength, maybe not the arm power, but it's there. The playmaking abilities there. The the speed from you know scrambling is there. Being able to look downfield, make the right decisions, it's all there. It's just not as nice as it is for uh Tua Tungo Viola. However, him wanting to go to Miami, uh Deshaun Watson here completely makes sense. Florida, warm weather uh, you'll have Devontae Parker, you'll have Mike Jasicki. So there are some nice little pieces down there. However, the Dolphins were actually a really good team this year. They're very close to making uh, that next step. They do have the Buffalo Bills in the way, and I'm not going to say that the Patriots are in the way cause I don't think that they are. The Dolphins have the first-round uh, pick, the third overall, and the first-round pick, 17th overall, I believe it is. Those two picks are probably going to have to get moved in order to get Deshaun Watson. However, I you know... <laughs> You know, those two picks and Tua, does that get you Deshaun Watson? I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's definitely an interesting uh, trade, definitely an interesting idea, food for thought right there. And then the last team, Carolina Panthers, this would be amazing. I honestly think so. Now, the Carolina Panthers are in the NFC South where you have the defending Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the questionable, New Orleans Saints, obviously, because the Drew Brees situation, we don't really know. If he's coming back or not if he doesn't come back we could expect to see some regression from that team whether or not Jameis Winston steps up to be the starting quarterback uh, even him being the quarterback if Drew Brees is not there is not a guarantee however if Drew Brees does return we could expect them to be you know in the running for the top seed in the NFC the NFC, uh, NFC South champions we can expect all that from the Saints however we have to wait and see off a of Drew Brees decision in terms of retirement. The Atlanta Falcons, I still think they have a good core. I think their offense is dynamic. They're explosive. They weren't able to close games out last year. I think in eight of their losses, something like that, that they had the lead in the fourth quarter, and they were and they blew it, something like that, or they lost by one possession, that's nuts. Uh, their offense is explosive with Gurley, Ridley, Julio. You just... They gotta figure it out on defense, and I think if they could get a couple pieces in, maybe they win three more games. They, you know, are uh, they're arguably in the playoffs, so that team is around the corner as well. Obviously, I think Matt Ryan will be the quarterback next year, even though there's a bunch of speculation that they're going to draft a quarterback. Regardless if they draft a quarterback, Matt Ryan will probably be the starter this year. I'll be very surprised if he is not the starter uh, come this year but there's a bunch of discussion there and that leads us to the Carolina Panthers the fourth team in the NFC South and maybe one of the most interesting ones because if they can pull a trade to bring in Deshaun Watson and keep Christian McCaffrey because I said on this podcast uh like last week or something that I heard uh you know a rumor or just a trade thought three first round picks and Christian McCaffrey would you do it for Deshaun Watson if I'm the Houston Texans I don't think so so if you trade the three first round picks what else can you get from the panthers if you are going to trade Deshaun watson and obviously that is a uh a discussion that you know people who have a high high uh payroll or salary i guess the gms you know what i'm trying to say the gms the owners and all that good stuff that's a decision that they need to make however what could you want i mean You're not going to get Teddy Bridgewater back off a limb unless it's like an absolute throw-in, which it could be just to kind of, you know, make the whole thing a little bit easier, especially as the Texans completely flip the script and rebuild. That's just my thoughts about it. If he goes to the Jets, I I think I'm going to lose my mind. And if he goes to the Dolphins, I'll be very shocked and pray for Tua. But... Those are my thoughts about it. I want to hear yours. Reach out to me at Merce underscore Boston ST where the ST stands for sports talk on Twitter, on Instagram, DM me, tweet at me, whatever you got to do to reach out to me. Love to hear what your thoughts are about any of these uh, topics that we just kind of brushed over. Moving over to a little hoops now. I know that the starters for the NBA All-Star Game has been revealed for a few days now. How about I just want to brush over it really quickly because the reserves was just announced and I think there's a couple interesting names in there that I'd like to discuss but let me just catch you up to speed with the starters for the all-star game and in the west we have Luka Doncic, Stephen Curry, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. I think there's no surprises there. In the eastern conference you have Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Joel Embiid. So like I said those have been out there for uh, almost a week now. I just want to kind of talk about it now because the reserves were announced yesterday and in the West we have Anthony Davis who is going to be replaced um, due to an injury, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson. I think a lot of players from the West deserve it. I know a lot of people are giving Paul George a lot of slack, a lot of heat for basically not doing anything and or getting carried by uh, Kawhi Leonard. Absolutely good point there. I'm very shocked in myself. As much as I love Paul George, I am very shocked there. In the east, you have James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, uh Nikola Vucevic, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. I said the very beginning that Jalen Brown would be an all-star, and I was right. I'm so happy. And I, I'm, I'm very excited and I'm bringing this up now because a lot of people think that he should be an all-star and he's playing like one. Yes, and there's a lot of people that say that he shouldn't be. Uh, I don't know why, I don't get it, but I think this is well-deserving for both Brown and Tatum. They're both uh, superstars in the making. Right now, I think that they are stars, they're studs. They're going to be very good for the Celtics in long-term to come. However, let's talk about the Celtics in the current. And when I say current, I mean now. What the fuck? And down the stretch, Luka gets to his spot, step back, deep three, two people on him. And he's showing why he is an all-star. The Celtics lose yet another game. Are any of us surprised? Because I sure as bleep isn't. And I think I... I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I think it's time to, uh, abandon ship! Abandon ship! I think it's time. I think it's time. I, I, I don't want to. I hurt my soul. I'm looking at the stats and this lying. It says Taco Fall has no minutes. He actually got one minute because he was in on that very last second for some odd reason, which I actually wrote down. But first, let me say this it hurts me. It kills me on the inside to say that about the Celtics, that it's time to abandon ship. Oh, yeah, it does. And I know, and I know for a fact that there are either Celtics haters or people that don't like the celtics just because it's not their team that are laughing at me right now and i'm gonna take it off the chin i'm going to wear it like a champ yeah new york knicks 15 and 17 they are six games out of first place they are the seventh seed the boston celtics are the sixth seed at 15 and 16 five and a half games out of first place I can't wait for the Knicks to pass you. And when that happens, I want everyone in my DMs, everyone hitting me up, blowing my phone up because the Celtics suck. I have been on the record before the podcast and during the podcast that the Knicks suck. That the Knicks blow. They're nice, they're young, got some good pieces, but they're a year or two away. You know, with the how the East is shaping up to be that if you're just a 500 team, you're, you know, the fourth or the fifth seed the knicks it's now the next time is now now what does that mean for the celtics well it means you bleeping suck now i do want to take one thing away from the game though against the mavericks so they lost 110 107 to the dallas mavericks last night very good game very interesting game actually back and forth mavericks actually kind of opened it up late in the fourth quarter then the they were like up 11 I think was the biggest lead in the fourth quarter with like three minutes to go and then Celtics actually came back they actually came back and forced overtime and I want to kind of make that noteworthy because we've often seen that when the Celtics are losing in the fourth quarter they'll just fold and call it a day it could be early fourth quarter late fourth quarter when the game gets away it could even be in the damn third quarter when you know the other team kind of blows it open to 20 points They just kind of fold fold it in and call it a wrap. But last night they didn't. And I honestly don't know why, but they didn't fold. They didn't quit. Uh, They played the entire time, even when they were down by double digits late in the fourth. They made it an interesting game. They really did. And I just kind of want to go over this last little stretch because I think it's very bonkers. And confusing, to say the least. So this is what I wrote down. Because I needed to write this down because I was so damn confused about it. Jalen Brown gets uh, the inbound pass, drives to the hole, hits a layup, ties it up in 107. There was seconds left on the clock. I'm not exactly sure how many seconds. Uh, It doesn't matter how many seconds there was left because Luka would then hit a three point shot a deep three point shot in two Celtics defenders mouth with point 1 seconds left wow you came all the way back to lose from a 32 foot three pointer from Luka Doncic this honestly reminded me so much of lucas hitting that game-winning shot against the thunder where reggie jackson was guarding him i hope that was a a, a switch to this day but i don't know why reggie jackson was on the court in that matter oh no it was against the clippers it was against the clippers my bad it was against the clippers so when he hit that three-point shot against the clippers and why reggie jackson was on him who knows hopefully it was a switch but why was he on the court okay yes point stays the same he hit it over Kemble Walker. Not the best defender. And I think there was another player in his grill as well. I forget who it was. Probably Tatum. And then, and then the Celtics have the nerve to call a timeout with .1. Now, there's no way you can get a three-point shot off with .1 seconds left. I think the rule of thumb is you need .3 minimum to catch and kind of put up a like a decent shot. Like a tip-in, I think, is like .2. Because you can just throw it up to the hoop, and you can just have someone like literally just tap it like a little, um, like it's a can jam kind of like how you're hitting the the frisbee into the the can like that, where you just gotta like you know little palm like bam. So the Celtics call a timeout. Point one, advance the ball, all that good stuff. They put in Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Aaron Nesmith. Who, by the way, had zero points last night in twenty two minutes. And Taco Fall Out of all people I what on God's green earth was Taco Fall doing in there? He was under the paint the whole time. I, I, I was he supposed to catch and tip in and hope for like, you know, a foul? That's the only thing I can think of. But the maps just left left him open. So then Dayton was like, screw it and throws it to to Taco Fall, he catches it. uh I think he goes to put up the layup. I think you know, obviously the clock hit triple zero, so it doesn't count. And then he gets it, and he's like a little, little fadeaway, a little like two-foot fadeaway. It looked pretty smooth. But what the actual f? Celtics, Celtics fans, where are you? What are your thoughts about this? Because I know non-Celtics fans are loving this. And I can think of a few people in particular that I will not name because I know when they hear this, they're going to blow me up. And they're going to be like, ha, 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 And they're going to be like, Celtics suck. We told you. I don't think anyone predicted the Celtics to suck at the beginning of the season. I don't think so. I feel like that people may could have guessed that the 76ers and the Nets and the Bucks could have been better than them. And I was not going to argue that. But, as it stands right now, the Celtics do suck. And they're playing like a bottom four team in the Eastern Conference. That is exactly what they're playing like. They're closer to out. If they lose one game and the Knicks, Bulls, and Hornets win, they're out of the playoff picture. The Knicks, Bulls, and Hornets are all six games out of first place the seven eight and nine seed if they all win one game and you lose one game i think the high breaker would go to the celtics but the point stays the same you suck the boston celtics officially suck and i'm officially off the train i'm not going to bandwagon another team I, like I said earlier, I love me some Paul George, so I'm probably gonna root for the Clippers just a little bit because of Paul George. I want to see him win. I think he has the capability to win, especially with Kawhi Leonard and the boys out in Los Angeles. Obviously, the other Lakers team is going to be uh, the other Los Angeles team, being the Lakers, is going to make that very problematic. However, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, let's go 76ers! Woo, let's go Brooklyn!" Like I'm not gonna do that, and I'm not gonna ban what... I'm not going to bandwagon the Jazz just because they're the best team right now, though I would like to see them win as well. I'm not going to sit here and do that. I could tell you teams I'd like to that I'd like to see win and teams that I think can win. I mean, when your team isn't in it, as much as this is a Boston sports podcast and how much we expect to win in Boston, there are times when we don't. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Look at the uh, Patriots last year. Look at the Red Sox last year. Baseball was actually really fun and enjoyable to watch last year because it was an absolute crap show because they were letting everybody into the playoffs besides the Red Sox. And the Padres were making noise. The Marlins were making noise. The Orioles were making noise late in the season. The Blue Jays got into the playoffs. So, like, it was really interesting. Now, I don't like that long term, but it was fun for a one-off. When the Patriots were out, the football playoffs were super fun. I mean, that Bills-Chiefs game early was interesting. That Browns-Chiefs and game was extremely fun to watch. I really wanted the Browns to win that game. And then the Buccaneers playing the football team, the Saints, and the Packers were so, so good to watch. And I had no stress at all because my team wasn't in it. Now, you could say, yes, the Buccaneers being your team because Tom Brady is an extension of your team, and whatever team Brady's on is your team. Yes, I'll give you that one. But... Okay, on the AFC side of things, I had no stress. I was chilling during the playoffs. Now, obviously, I'd rather go through the stress of having the Patriots or the Red Sox in their respective playoff than not. But you can't get your way every time. And as much as a cocky Boston sports fan as I can be, I am not afraid to admit that. And with the Celtics plummeting from the atmosphere of the Eastern Conference and from the playoff picture, I would love to see other teams in on the fun, other teams get some love in the playoffs and other fun teams who are fun to watch and the Celtics sure as hell are not one of those teams to get some uh to get some goods in the playoffs. So, I'm not going to go any more about that. I'm not going to go into the rant. I'm actually going to put some chapstick on right now and give this a quick breather. I came out with a top 25 list of MLB players heading into the 2021 season. That was a list of players that I expected, that I foreseen, I thought, and I anticipated to do well. And that was a list of players that I thought were going to be the best players in the 2021 season. Now, it could be a projection list. It could be a right now list. But I try to accumulate all the factors, everything into it. Not just a right now list. Not just a at the end of the season list. Now, yes, it's a list heading into the season. But that just happens to be where we are. That just happens to be where we are in the season is heading into the season, right? So I'm getting a lot of heat about a certain player not being in my top 25 list. Rightfully so. I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to defend myself. Now, countless times throughout that video, uh, and by the way, if you haven't seen it, it's a YouTube exclusive video that I dropped uh, yesterday being Tuesday on uh, my YouTube channel where it's only on YouTube and you can only find it on YouTube. It's an excellent video, a topic, discussion, conversation, debate, starter, generator, you name it uh 25 players only obviously in the top 25 a lot of people deserve to be in the spots that i put them a lot of players don't a lot of players are way too high some players are way too low whatever you think about it it's definitely interesting and i'd strongly consider giving it a quick watch because i left a certain player off that a lot of people think that should be on now like i like i was going to say i said numerous times that this is my opinion because it's my list and my opinion is not right nor is my opinion wrong it is just my opinion and that player that I left off was DJ LeMahieu of the New York Yankees and I did consider him and he absolutely should have been a uh, honorable mention but I didn't want to you know clutter it with four honorable mentions because I already had three on there and I'm not going to say who the three were because I want you to go watch the video but he easily could have been and should have been in there and I didn't put him in there Why? Because I just think that the other three that I had in there, right now, going into the season and coming out of the season, I think will do better. Now, obviously, it's hard to gauge hitters and pitchers. Uh, You can look at a pitcher's ERA being 2.0 and you'd be like, damn, dude, you're killing it out there. You're the top of the class. You could see a hitter with a 350 average and be like, damn, dude, you're killing it. Top of the class. But what is a comparable ERA for a hitter in terms of average and vice versa? What is a comparable ERA in terms of a hitters? What's the equivalent to a batting average in terms of a pitcher's ERA? You know what I'm trying to say. Like if a 2.0 ERA, what is the same? Or what is the equivalent to a 2.0 ERA in terms of batting average? That's my question. So it's kind of hard to gauge pitchers and hitters. So obviously I would try to do it the same level and whatever i thought was average is kind of what i went with and that's kind of how i gauged my list in terms of grading a pitcher higher or a pitcher lower than a hitter and a hitter higher or lower than a pitcher and i totally left dj LeMahieu off my list and i do have a few reasons why he's going to be he's going to his age 32 season now 30 you know players are starting to able play a little bit longer in some sports you've seen it in football 32 is like 22 for a quarterback however for baseball not so much but you can still see players get up there in age i think that's more of a pitcher's thing though because you look at scherzer uh you look at jacob de justin verlander zach grenke you could even argue chris sale he's on the wrong side of 30 as well so but it's easier to perform in your 30s as a pitcher because yes it's a lot of work don't get me wrong you have to be an athlete to pitch but you're not running around the field. You're not running around the diamond. You're not sliding into bases. And I'm not trying to make it sound like, oh, a pitcher just gets the ball and throws it. No, 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 not at all. But it's a completely different physical stress and workload than it is if you are an everyday ball player like a DJ LeMahieu is. Now, he had a phenomenal season last year. Do not get me wrong. And it's hard to gauge 2020 season in comparison to other seasons because the season was so short. It was only 60 games played, and he played in 50 of them, hitting 364. Now, I ask myself, is 364 sustainable throughout the course of an entire 162-game season? I say no. So just from right there, right there, I expect regression. Now, you could look to his 2019 season, which I did for a lot of the players. I refer to their 2019 season being their last full season, and you could say, well, Murph, D.J. LeMahieu hit 327 with 26 home runs and 102 RBIs in 145 games. And I say, yes, he had a phenomenal season at age 30. But that was the last time he played a full 162. He is now going to his age 32 season. And he played 145 games, not 162. So could there be some fatigue? Could there be some rust? Could there be some, you know, Old legs that could catch up to him? Absolutely. Could I be wrong with that uh, prediction or that assumption? Absolutely. Now, in my defense as well, him being on the age 32, on the wrong side of 30, a lot of my players on my list were on the good side or on the right side of 30 who are on the up and up. Now, you could point to a Hugh Darvish who's 34, 33, 34, and be like, well, Murph, how'd you pick Hugh Darvish over DJ LeMayhew? And I say, well, he had a pretty solid year last year and the year before he just got traded to a going-to-be-competitive San Diego Padres team who will compete for the NL West and will be, or maybe, you know, I don't I don't know what their rotation will be, but he'll be an ace-caliber pitcher for them, making a lot of noise. Well, what about DJ LeMayhew? He's in the, you know, the Yankees who are the ALE's favorites to win the division. He's the heart of the order. And he's uh he hits the ball. Well, look at the lineup around him. And I'm not gonna bl- I'm not gonna blame DJ LeMahieu for being on an all-star caliber team when you have Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres, John Carlos Stan, Luke Voigt's nice nowadays. You still have uh, Brett Gardner, who is, you know, a veteran that everyone needs to have on their team. But he's able To drive the ball and get RBIs because other players are on base. When Bryce Harper won the NL MVP for the Washington Nationals a few years ago, he hit like 40 home runs, 42 home runs or whatever it was, but had 99 RBIs because no one was on base. Half of his, almost half his RBIs, were from solo shots. If you want to do the math. Ultimately, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that DJ DJ LeMahieu should not be on my top 25 list or on anybody's top 25 list. I'm saying for the reasons that I stated why I didn't pick him and I easily could have, and he easily could be on my list. And you know what? Nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10, he probably is. But I think for the reasons that I stated are perfectly good reasons, in my opinion, on why he should not be on this list. Now I do want to point out one more thing on uh baseballreference.com, they have project- uh, projections for the 2021 season as they did for every other player that uh whose stats i looked up for you know my top 25 list video he's projected in 2021 to have 150 hits 20 home runs 73 rbis in a 297 batting average yes those are very good numbers in 505 uh, 505 at bats at age 32 i'll take that any day of the week for good measures six stolen bases two caught stealing 42 walks with an on-base percentage of 352 slugging 475 on base percentage 827 absolutely i'll take that on the red Sox any day i'll take that on any team day of any day of the week however you all who say that DJ LeMahieu should be on my top 25 list told me to look at his last full regular season stats in 2019. And I'm looking at them and all I see is regression. All I see is regression from 2019 to 2021 DJ LeMahieu. And on my top 25 list, I foresee players on that list to have tremendous seasons and I have a lot of young players on that list who haven't hit their ceilings yet i'm not going to tell you who because i don't want to ruin the video but if we're looking at and judging the same way then by my logic dj lemay who should not be on that list not because he's going to have a crappy season but because he's going to regress and none of the players that i picked on my top 25 list have regression now this is my top 25 list going into this season that could absolutely change by the end of the season where half the list could be right, half the list could be wrong. We're just going to have to wait and see. But for those reasons, that is why I didn't pick DJ Lemayhu to be in my top 25. And you'll have to watch the video to listen and understand why I picked those players to be in my top 25 for those that I did pick. So that is myself defending my take and my stance on DJ Lemayhu which I've gotten a lot of uh, lot of heat for. And I am not afraid to face it. Not afraid. I'm going to go at you guns blazing. If you're going to bring the smoke, I'm going to come back with a gas mask and tell you how it is. So I'm not afraid. Nope. But yes, that's going to do it for episode 20 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for downloading. And I really hope you enjoyed this packed episode of me rambling jambling on I had a lot of good takes uh, I think I had a lot of good opinions I think about Russell Wilson Deshaun Watson the Celtics sucking and you know I hope you can understand my stance on DJ LeMayhew now you may not agree with it which is perfectly fine I don't expect you to but at least I hope you can understand where I'm coming from now and hopefully this may kind of settle some things out you know I might be wrong and you know I absolutely could be wrong when it comes to this this certain player or any of the players on my top 25 list but we're just gonna have to wait and see we're gonna have to see how 2021 plays out i'm definitely looking forward to it i can't wait for baseball to start red sox spring training starts on sunday i'm so excited for it i cannot wait but i do have to circle back to what i teased earlier in the episode which was my big announcement yes what do i mean by big announcement i am approaching 1000 downloads Across all platforms for my podcast, 1000 downloads on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Radio Public. I'm so, so humble. I'm so, so thankful. I'm so blessed. And I'm so happy and excited that people are out there downloading, listening, enjoying, reaching out to me, giving me feedback, telling me their thoughts, their take, their opinion it's just a incredible experience that I never thought would come out of this podcast. And since I'm closing in on a 1000 downloads, I want to kind of give back and it's a subtle, small give back, but I think it's something that everyone can appreciate and enjoy. And that's going to be an Amazon gift card. I'm not going to say how much yet. I don't know yet, but it will be an Amazon gift card. And I want people, To be easily able to use, enjoy, and take advantage of this free gift card because Amazon is one of the most, you know, biggest things in the world right now. You know, COVID aside, it's a massive thing. Two-day prime, uh, have just about anything, everything you need, click of a button. And I think everyone could use that. I know my fiance, Kim, she uses and abuses Amazon as a bunch of people do. So I think that is a fair gift that I can give my listeners is an Amazon gift card so in order to enter yourself for this giveaway it is very simple very 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 simple all you have to do is tweet at me message me reach out to me on your story whether it's Twitter or on Instagram you can comment down below on a YouTube video doesn't matter doesn't matter as long as I can see that you're interacting with me one way or another you're entered to win Now, there's only one entry per person, so if you were to tweet at me a million times, you're not going to get a million entries. I'm sorry. But if you do reach out to me on multiple platforms, then I will double up on your entries. So if you reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube, that's going to count for three entries. Yes, sirree. So I want to try to be fair as possible, and I think that's the best way to do it because not everyone has Twitter. Not everyone has Instagram. Not everyone has YouTube. So I want to try to make it accessible to everybody. This giveaway will run until I have 1,000 downloads across all platforms. That's Spotify, Amazon, Google, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public. And once I do, I will make a, a social media announcement. I'm going to get. A, I'm going to make a wheel, like the wheel decide the topic wheel. I'm going to throw everyone's name who entered on there i'm going to click a gazillion times and i'm going to see who the wheel decides i think that's the most fairest way i think that's the most equal way to do it and i'm really looking forward to it and yes i will show the wheel spinning on my youtube channel you'll be able to hear it on audio only platforms i'm really excited for this and like i said i just think in my heart i need to give back a little bit to give back to those who are downloading listening enjoying reaching out to me and all that for this podcast so thank you so much and I'm really excited to see who enters and who's going to win once we reach a thousand downloads and yes we are getting close I'm not like you know super far away and gonna try to you know tease this for months on end I can totally see us there in like a week or two so it's definitely gonna be close so definitely get your entries in as you can and I am super excited for this little giveaway on the podcast so without further ado thank you so much for downloading thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for enjoying i really hope you enjoyed episode 20 of murph's boston sports talk if you are new to the channel and haven't subscribed yet please consider subscribing for more content here on youtube whether it's the podcast or the youtube exclusive videos if you enjoyed today's video and haven't already definitely consider tossing a thumbs up on the video as that shows me that you liked and enjoyed this episode if you are listening on spotify apple podcast amazon music google podcast wherever reach out to me on twitter on instagram because if you do moving forward it's going to count towards the giveaway so i mean might as well right but definitely uh give me your thoughts and opinions about this episode about my takes about my opinions were they right were they wrong do they suck were they good you let me know i want to hear from you and don't forget The more you reach out to me across social media platforms, the more entries you get. So like I said, whether it's a tweet, a DM, YouTube comment, it all counts. It all goes towards the jackpot. So without further ado, folks, thank you so much again. And I will see you in the next one as always. But until then, see ya. Hey, yo, 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 yo real quick so i know i kind of briefly touched upon the all-star reserves for the west and i did mention that anthony davis will get replaced because of injury well as i was recording and i just checked this now his replacement has been announced and that is guard for the phoenix suns Devin booker will be replacing anthony davis in the all-star game him joining chris paul as the phoenix suns representatives uh well deserving i think he should have been a reserve voted in from the jump But it's definitely exciting to see him get back into the all-star game and replace Anthony Davis. That's really all I wanted to say because I know I talked about it. And since I was recording and the information dropped, I figured I would try to stay up to date as possible. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. See ya. For real this time. See ya.